Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome, everybody. We're going to switch it around a little bit. We've been getting calls from people asking about some of the major cases that I've been involved in, the real facts about the cases. And God knows we have hundreds, if not thousands of cases. And a lot of these cases actually became major motion pictures or movies about them were made, murders, everything. But today I have a request from somebody and I want to say hello. Hi. Hello, Bo. How are we doing today? And uh, my name is Gabriela Lopez. I'm going to just be asking you a few questions on Jordan Belford, considering that this was a big case at the time in the 80s. I think that this is something, and you were on the Wolf of Wall Street. Of course. I think this would be great to talk about. Well, you know, this is an interesting case because it became, it's a case really, it became one of the uh, major motion picture uh, with the greatest actor, one of the greatest actors of all times, Leonardo DiCaprio playing Jordan Belfort, and also Martin Scorsese, the greatest director as far as I'm concerned. And I've been very fortunate to be in six of his movies and I I just every time I do a movie with Martin Scorsese it's it's unbelievable because he's a director that lets you you know you have scripted lines when you do movies like my friend said thinks you just do movies (laughs) but when you do acting when a director lets you become that person and that becomes the difference between acting and just reading a script and so the the Wolf of Wall Street Again, you know, we talk about real life, R-E-A-L, and real life, R-E-E-L. My (laughs) life has touched two cases. We talked about Goodfellas. My life touched that one. We could go into that another time. But today we'll stay with Wolf of Wall Street, how I got involved, what I did, what I know. And I remember when the movie came out. I think Jordan Belfort was a little pissed off at me. He's popular again. He's got his podcast. You know, I I don't have any ill feelings towards anybody, but we'll tell the facts and the truth. Exactly. If he can't handle it, the truth, uh, I'm going to let you know the truth. (laughs) So speaking of Jordan Belfort, my first question for you is, who is Jordan Belfort? What, What is this case really about? Well, Jordan Belfort was a very unique guy. He had a very uh, uh, outright personality. He was very transfixing to people. When he would talk, people would believe him. And he had these people drinking Kool-Aid. That's the only way I could mm. like, remember that guy that killed everyone. So every- he was a smooth talker. Yeah, you would drink the Kool-Aid if he tells you. And what he would do is, I'll never forget, is they were Stratton Oakmont was out in Lake Success, if I remember properly. 
And uh, what he would do is he would have everybody wearing fancy suits. They would all be leasing Ferraris and Maseratis and all these fancy cars. And he would talk up all these cold callers. That's exactly what they were. And he would get them all fired up. You could be a millionaire just like me. He had the boat. He had the, the chartered planes and all that. And basically, oh, drugs were rampant and all that. So I think I should start from the beginning of how I got involved with him. Yeah, absolutely. So I get a phone call one day from a guy named Dick Grasso. Now, Dick Grasso was the chairman CEO of the New York Stock Exchange. And Dick calls me up and says, hey, Bo, how you doing? I said, good. He goes, I got somebody I know out in Long Island, and he's having problems with some wise guys out there that are moving in on him. So I get in my car with a couple of my guys. I think I had Vinnie Pepitone with me, Jimmy the Wags, a couple of my big guys. These guys are like six foot two, six foot three, very intimidating guys. And we drive out there. I'll never forget when I first drove into the parking lot. Like I said before, all you would see are Mercedes, Maseratis, Ferraris. I said, holy mackerel. I thought it was a car dealership. There were such beautiful cars there. <laughs> so I go inside, and I meet this Jordan, and then his father was there, and Danny Porsche was his partner at that time. So we go in the so back. So this is your first time meeting Jordan Belford? Yeah. Wow. And okay. he told me about that he was having problems, and he told me something about some wise guy. I don't remember exactly. I think his name was Nunzio Typical Italian name. And he said that this guy paid him a visit and said, you need some protection here. And uh, he called me in to uh, feel, you know, feel me out what we could do. I said, very simple. I said, here's my card. When Nunzio comes back or Vito or whatever his name is, give him my card and tell him that now I'm one of the owners of Stratton Oakmont and I deal with any of the problems. <laughs> so he gave it. So now we find out. Now, I really didn't know what was going on. I didn't know this was a, a an illegal scam, a pump and dump. This is the yeah. original pump and dump. You yeah. know, you have Bernie Madoff robbed everybody. But this guy was so keen in how he would transfix people. He was like... People would listen to him because they see his success in the monetary stuff. Rolex watches, everything you can imagine. He would have a custom tailor come in there, make suits for guys. Everybody wanted to be like him. Right. And so now he tells me about this. So I get a phone call uh, from Nunzio or Vito or whatever the name was. And he tells me, uh, hey, Bo, uh, what are you doing? What are you, how, how are you involved in this thing? What are you, what are you involved in? He goes, uh, uh, you know, uh, they need some security over there. They need some protection. I says, excuse me, how about I meet with you? And we'll talk this face-to-face while I'll explain to you. what He goes, I know who you are, Bo. Everybody knows who you are. I says, well, let's meet, okay? And then we can talk. So we sit down. I think it was the Testa Rosa restaurant or Testa something out in Long Island. And I meet with him, and he's there. And I had come with a couple of my guys. And he goes, you know, Bo, you know, there's a lot of money being made over there, and uh, my boss says, you know, we should be involved there. I said, well, do me a favor. Let your boss know that I got a piece of the place, and let him tell his boss. Because growing up, everyone knows my background. I, uh, I'm very fortunate to know every almost every organized crime figure there was growing up with John Gotti, Scopo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Fat Tony, Salerno. These are gangsters from all five crime families. And they had a respect for me because one thing, when I was a New York City detective, one, 
I never investigated them. I always worked on the street criminals, the murderers that were killing people, the 10 Puerto Ricans that were killed in the Palm Sunday massacre, right. eight children. That's what I did. I never wanted to work in organized crime because I knew everybody, <laughs> but I had a respect. And, of course, my Rayo's table. Of course. Rayo's table since 77. Everyone knew about it. And I had a, it was a strange respect. I didn't know what they were doing. And one thing is I didn't want to know. Actually went so far on an FBI wiretap in the Colonial with Fat Tony Salerno when the nun got raped in a convent in 1981 when they coughed 27 crosses. Tony Salerno is on tape saying, "I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this guy Bo Deedle and his Irish partner. Uh, I don't want anybody asking him for a license plate check. You don't do nothing. This is a good cop. And no, I don't want him to get involved with our crap. He grew up with Ralph Scopo and all those guys. He's a good cop. He's out there getting all these scumbags off the street that are robbing the people, murdering the people in the streets. That's all I wanted to do. So that was that kind of respect that I had from organized crime. To this day, to this day, some of my closest friends, I go out once a week with a very major organized crime. I just got out of jail after 25 years. <laughs> but you know what? I could do that. I don't yeah. do nothing with him. He's my friend. I have respect for him. They did what they had to do. God knows, maybe if I didn't have such a tough father, I would have been one of those. Mm. But my father used to beat the shit out of me every day <laughs> to make sure. Kept you in line. Kept me in line. So now. So I, quick question. Quick yeah. question here. Do you know why? Well, I'm sure you do. Why it took the FCC so long to arrest Jordan Belford? Well, we're going to lead up to that. Now we're going to answer the first part of that question. Okay. So I told Nunzio and the guys, I'm here, that's it. So they went away. And I said, well, call up your boss and let him get contact his boss. I don't want to bring in any heat on you guys, because I was retired at that time. I could pick up the phone to the FBI organized crime thing, say we got wise guys involved, they'll come in, and they'll end up locking everybody. I don't want that. I just want you to go away, go shake down a restaurant someplace else, leave this alone. So now, all of it, they, they, what they used to do was they would take a stock out and I tell told Jordan, look at I do investigations. Let me investigate these guys that are doing these IPOs. These are IPOs when they go in public. So what I asked to do was let me investigate. If you tell me you got six stores, uh, sixteen stores, branches, I'll investigate, see if they're really there, take pictures that they're really so I used to do that and I would give them my investigations saying, look at these are empty storefronts. Oh you did a good good job, Bo. He would take the information. <laughs> it was negative information, but that didn't mean anything. He would still go out on a Monday, and he would bring out to all the cold callers. These are what they called cold callers. They would call grandma, and I'm a, I'm a grandpa, call me up and tell me, wow, we got this great stock out there. And convince it's, them into buying into it. It's coming out at $2 a share. Mm. It should be $14 a share within a week or two. He would suck in these old So now they would have their life savings, mostly Jewish on the North Shore. And he, I used to use this expression, he killed more Jews than Hitler in the sense their life savings were were breaking their heart when they would know they would put their $30,000 into this thing that's going to come back with all this money. And they would invest all their money. And what would happen is they'd cold call all these old people. They'd put their money in there. Now all of a sudden the stock is rising. Then he would have about 10 of these agents, I call them agents, 10 of these guys that would go and buy the stock. But here's the crime. 
what they would end. I only learned about this after the fact because I got pissed off at Jordan because Jordan was never letting me do it. I'd say, look, I got a couple hundred thousand. Let me invest it. He goes, no, I'm going to keep you out and I'm going to keep my father out of this because he knew deep down inside. So what they would do is they would bring the stock up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday, the stock would be 14. Who would bail out? These 10 agents sell their stock. They would make that 2 to $14, all that profit. And then we have a big party at a place called Millie's in Great Neck. And everybody's partying and drinking. They just made all this money. Now, here's where the crime comes in. Because if they made that money and they're claiming the, the profit for pay their taxes, no crime on that. But what they were doing is they were getting cash and bringing it back to Jordan and kicking back the cash to Jordan. That's where the crime was. And now, all through this whole thing, they brought this guy in there. I met this guy, Steve Madden, great guy. The only legit, I think, IPO that was there, Steve Madden Shoes. is a multi-billion dollar company. And then all of a sudden, they brought, they brought that out as far as to uh, to a public offering, which just turned out to be a great one. If you invested in Madden shoes, you made good money. Now, all of a sudden, you ask the question, and I'm going to answer your question, what took so long? It didn't take long. They had us keep building it up. And that was in the scenes from... Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I'm telling Jordan, stay off the friggin' phone. You got your phone. Then he meets with me, actually met with me, and Rayo's had dinner with me. And that scene with Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was true, where he actually fell asleep from the quaaludes in his macaroni. I wiped his face. I told him one of my guys, get him the freak out of here. <laughs> so Jordan was so whacked out on quaaludes and cocaine and up and down. And then they were sending money over to the Swiss account in Switzerland, and we all know that they were sending cash tied on to the to that young lady that's funny the the one bodybuilding guy uh, that was there he uh, had his beautiful wife now Jordan Belfort's wife Nadine how about if I tell you she was more beautiful than Margot Robbie wow Nadine Belfort was more beautiful than Margot Robbie she, Margot Robbie is one of the most yeah, beautiful the women, most... and his wife was more beautiful. So she met him. He was married at the time. She saw all this extravaganza. It's not hard to fall in love with somebody who has a lot of cash and is doing all these things that, uh, you know, she grew up in Brooklyn. Now, all of a sudden, she's experiencing private jets, yachts. Come on, it's dreamland. And even if the guy's a dirtbag, creep, little scoundrel, you know, you start to fall in love because you never had a life like this. Yeah. And people have to understand how this wealth corrupts your mind. And people say to me, Oh, she's only with him for the money. You do fall in love with him because he's so good to you, doing stuff that you never got from your family or your other boyfriends that were cheap scumbags that wouldn't give your buyer a piece of jewelry. Now this guy's buying everything. Wow, I love that guy. And then that 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 terror, whether he be a piece of garbage the way Jordan was, becomes like what a nice, you know, what a loving guy he is. So now you've got the FBI investigating this. So they're trying to compile this case together. So it takes time to get the, the evidence and that. All of a sudden, they end up grabbing Jordan Belfort. And they tell him what they got on him, that they're going to send him to jail for 
30 years, whatever. What did they get on him, exactly? They got him on, on, on uh, uh, you know, stock stock manipulation and uh, uh, stock SEC violations, all kinds of SEC violations. Oh. So now they get him into the FBI and a little, little creep that he is, <laughs> he didn't have the balls to go to jail and do his time. So what did he do? He became a freaking rat. So what he did was he wore a wire, he wore a wire, and he went around to all the people that he that he set up in business, and he wore a wire, including with uh, with Danny Porsche's partner. So he wore a wire, and he got them, and he got them in, 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 to say things to incriminate them, and then he ended up getting them all locked up. And then all of a sudden, they give a plea deal to him. And what kills me is it was well over two hundred and something million dollars that they know of. He only paid back less than twelve million dollars. That's it. And now all of a sudden, he's doing his. He's got private jets. Where is the U.S. government going after him for money? I, I don't get it. If he was an organized crime figure, my other friend I had dinner with last night, they took thirty million dollars worth of real estate from him when he got locked up. Why wouldn't they continue to go after him and make him pay back to these people who he robbed? All these old people that he robbed. Why isn't he paying back now? He's making all kinds of money with speeches. Why? And that's my big deal that I get really angry about. Also, when he went to jail, they didn't send him to a, 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 a real jail. He brags about it. He went to a third level. It's like a country club. He was playing tennis for a year and a half that he was in jail. How long was he in there for? A year and a half. I think 16 or 18 months. That was it. And that's and it. He, he brags about it. He played tennis and all that. You know, and this, this to me... You know he's the luckiest guy in the world. What was he gonna get if he didn't take the plea? Oh, he would have he would have been in over twenty years at least because wow. you have felon uh, you have felony f- uh, federal counts and they're uh, compiled and all that. And now he he acts like he's a hero. He's got videos. He's got one of the biggest podcasts. Everybody thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. I got a problem again. He then locked up all his friends. He wore why he's a freaking rat. He doesn't like when I when I when the movie came out, and I I have not talked to him since the movie came out. Cause he had called me up and uh, he said, "Why are you talking bad about me, boy? I put you in my two books." Yeah, I said, "Put me in your two books." Yeah, cause I protected your ass. I says, and then on top of it, I said, "Well, who are you going to put in your book, Stevie Wonder?" I said, "I was there," and I says, "You know, Jordan, you're a friggin' creep. You got the greatest actor." greatest director and then the money that came to film that movie was a whole nother corruption factor guy named jolo jolo was a malaysian guy who robbed the malaysian government of i think up to four or five billion dollars and we're using all this money to finance the wolf of wall street again another corrupt piece of shit that was involved and i met him several times during the filming of uh, of the uh, of the movie wow. of the Wolf of Wall Street, but again, people don't realize. Just shows you when they say crime don't pay. This guy here now is is getting a, a tremendous amount of payout. But my thing is, why is not he responsible? For all that money he stole. Now he's making money. Take 50% of it and pay those families back. Why? Come on, Mr. U.S. Attorney's Office. If it was Bo Deedle, 
or someone else or an organized crime guy, like my friends, they've taken everything away and they can't earn. And anything they earn, they're going to be. We have a son of Sam law in New York State. Why wasn't that used against Jordan Belfort for all the ill-gotten monies for robbing people? So, you know, it's great to watch the Wolf of Wall Street. Everybody's dancing, doing cocaine, naked woman. Yeah, that all happened. We used to have security on him because he was so paranoid. I had, I actually built a security uh, thing in the backyard in Brookville. We had a security hut back there. I had Rocco, uh, Rocco Day, Rocco Night, two guys named Rocco. One was day, one was night, and they used to be in the security thing. We cameras all over the place, and that was something. He was so paranoid for the cocaine and, and doing all these drugs. And this guy lived the life of Riley, the greatest time of his life, making so much money. And you know what? And now he had that movie made. Something's wrong with that picture. What about the people? And I keep bringing back Jewish. I married a, a Jewish woman, so my kids are half Jewish. So like when I say he killed more, more people than Hitler, more Jews than Hitler, meaning in a sense what these people felt when they had their life savings, maybe twenty five, thirty thousand, and they invested, and they lost their little nest egg. Yeah. How about that heartbreak? I just found out just before I came on a show, one of my dear friends, a neighbor of mine in Hamptons, the mom was from it's from Lev, okay, uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. and uh, she was found dead in an apartment with a heart attack only last week. And I'll guarantee you, it was what she was watching on TV that broke her heart. And the same thing could have happened to a lot of these people that lost their life savings. Broken heart. What does broken heart cause? It could cause you illness. It could cause a heart attack. And you say to yourself, oh, my God, my life savings that I wanted to leave to my grandchildren and my children is all gone. So was he a good person? Everybody wants to watch Hollywood. Rah, rah. Oh, great movie. Oh, you're so cool, Jordan. He's not so cool. He's a friggin' criminal. He got away with taking all that money, and now he wants all the people to think he's so cool. He's a, a motivational speaker. Yeah, he's a great motivational speaker. That's the secret with Jordan Belford. I will not take that from him. He's a great motivational speaker, but the problem is he was a criminal. He robbed all these people, and he really never faced what he should have. The biggest part, I hate friggin' rats. If you get caught, if I become a member of organized crime, and say I'm a member of organized crime, and all of a sudden I'm doing stick-ups or I'm extorting people, that, and I get caught, you know what? My little friend Louis Dome told me. He was a member of organized crime. He's long gone. He said, you know, Bo, it ain't the same. People can't do the time. Real wise guys like John Gotti, real good wise guys like Ralph, Ralph Scope or Louis Dome, and all these guys, uh, all the guys that are out there, and, and my other friend Joey Watts, all these guys, you know what? They're real wise guys. They had to do their time. They did their time. They could have given up people and became a rat, but these are real tough guys. These punks that become a rat, they ain't real wise guys. I don't look up to them. I look up to the real wise guys. I do, because they're doing bad things, and when they get caught, you know what they do? They lose everything, and they go to jail. They do their damn time. You got wise guys that one wise guy was there to his 99 years old. They wouldn't release him. Guys that I got for killing cops all were out. They got to kill the 10 people, including the eight children. Out of jail. But all these cop killers, or, 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 or all the cop killers are all out of jail. But for some reason, if you're an organized crime, Italian organized crime member, you're still in jail to your rot. 
Why? I don't know why, but that to me is a miscarriage of justice. If we're going to let people out when they're old in their 90s, well, let's let these gangster guys out. They, God knows they can't even go to the bathroom on their own anymore. They're in bad shape. Let them have freedom, too. They did their time. Let's give them a shot, too. Right. And this is a very important thing that we're touching upon because this Wolf of Wall Street with this Hollywood crap makes him like somebody. It glorifies and, the and he situation. glorified this guy. And for people to live, listen to the, this podcast, which I'm glad you're asking me to do this because this is the real, the good, the bad, and the ugly part yes. of Jordan Belford and the real Wolf of Wall Street. What other questions do you have? So one of my other questions is, what do you really think about his whole motivational speeches and the fact that he's a consultant for businesses and stuff like that? He went to making, these aren't real numbers or anything, like $400,000 a minute to $400,000 a year. You know what I mean? Well, so. I think he's making a lot to $400,000 a year. Let me tell you, this guy here makes millions of dollars a year. He's a great motivational speaker. Uh, I think, you know, who could be a great motivational speaker? I'll put him in the same category. How about uh, Charles Manson? He obviously was a great <laughs> motivational speaker. He had all these freaking uh, gals following him, Jordan Schwarzenegger's in their heads. Yeah. How about Jim Jones? That was the one where they drank the Kool-Aid. A thousand people died in New Guinea, wherever the hell that was. He was a great motivational Adolf Hitler was a great motivational speaker, killing seven million Jews. He was a great motivational speaker. So, you know, talent? Yeah. But he's a great motivational criminal. That's what he is. And he still should be called upon to give whatever he makes. He should be at least given 50% of whatever he makes back to the people he robbed. Why not? Why not? I agree. So what other good questions do you have? I have, do you remember, or I don't know if you were a part of it, the day that he got arrested, I know that we already touched base upon it a little bit, and the actual the actual reasons for why he got arrested, like in detail. Just yeah, so well, we can... very simple is I wasn't there. The FBI grabbed them, and I was not present at that time. Then they nailed him on several. They explained to him what they had him on and how many years he was facing in SEC federal regulations. And that's when he was asked, well, what they want to do is, well, will you wear a wire and lock up all these other guys that you work with? But these are the guys that he put into business. These were the guys who he taught to be criminals. So in other words, they got John Gotti of John Gotti of uh, pump and dump stock manipulations. That's Jordan Belfort. And they gave him a deal to do 15 months of playing tennis and wear a wire and rat out and lock up all the people that he taught. To me, that sucks. Yep. And in reality, he's the one that should have went to jail for life, as far as I'm, well, at least 25 years, and he shouldn't have came out with any money at all, and any money he makes, he should pay. No one has the balls to say it. I'll tell him, we ever get Jordan Belford on the show, I'll tell him right to his face, and I, <laughs> believe me, he knows I'm not afraid of him, because I'll knock him on his little ass, because as far as I'm concerned, he's a common criminal. He got a little tattoo now. He thinks that makes him tough. He got a little tattoo. He should get a little tattoo on his head. Thief. That's what he should be. I really, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. Because he hurt a lot of people. He hurt a lot of my friends, my Jewish friends, grandmas and grandpas that lost all their money with this frigging creep. Doesn't anybody take that to task? 
That's wild. I think it's also wild that he knew that what he was doing because he didn't want you or his dad to invest with him, right? Well, it's just funny. The crime, like I said, was the kickback of the money. So if I did it, I I had a lot of money then. So I would have done it, and I would have kicked him back the money, not knowing that it was illegal because that's not my area of expertise. I thought if I report my income, say if I made a million bucks on a stock, I would claim it. Uh, for uh, for a capital gain, pay my taxes, 35%, whatever, mm-hmm. and then have the rest of the money and kick him back a couple hundred. So I would have said, oh, well, I'm paying my taxes. No, 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 no. By me giving him that cash, that's the crime side of it. But I wouldn't have known. And in reality, if he let me do it, I may have not been sitting here today because he would have wore a wire and he would have got me and I, I would have been, and you know if they got Bo Deedle, I'd still be in fucking, excuse my language, I would still be in jail. <laughs> But do you think he was, I guess, in a way, protecting you from it? Well, he was protecting me in the sense, I think he thought deep that way. He was protecting his father. He wouldn't let him do it. With me, it could have been a fear factor, too, because if he fucked me, uh, excuse me, if he screwed me over, well, this is a podcast I can curse. If he screwed me over, believe me, Jordan Belfort, and I'll say it right out, if he sent me to jail, he wouldn't be doing more motivational speaks speeches he might be in a wheelchair with broken legs and broken arms because i tell you what whatever power i had he would have suffered from it and i'll say it right out he sent me to jail jordan belford wouldn't be doing a happy day speech telling me how how many how many boats he's got and planes because i would have gone and done whatever i had to do because i don't like a rat wow 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 so that's the real true story of the Wolf of Wall Street. And you know what we should do? We should promote the crap out of it and say, you want to listen to the real facts? Listen to our podcast about true crime and listen about the truth behind the Wolf of Wall Street. Was he great or just a criminal? And he was just a criminal with a very fine motivational atmosphere of speaking. And he transpired all that energy into brainwashing these young kids 19, 20, 21 all they want to do is have money power, hookers, cocaine quaaludes, fly on private jets, have all that money and that's the real true story of the Wolf of Wall Street It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.